The Beat Church in Pflugerville, Texas. Bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. as we transition, but continue to worship. We're not ending worship. We're moving to a different part of this service, but worship has to continue. It is our weapon. Worship and prayer and praise to God. Amen. Father, thank you for this time together. Lord, as we prepare, God, to get into the word, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit will help us to receive it, to hear it, to understand how it applies to our own situation, Lord, and then to Surrender to your will. Lord, allow you to change our lives, change our heart, change our mind. God, that it could take root, God, and bear fruit in our lives. Lord, we thank you for that. Amen. A couple of announcements before I bring up uh, for the message. One is um, obviously offerings, tithes and offerings. There's a box back there. It's the blue one. You put the money in there. Uh, we don't have anybody that sits and watches it. You don't get a special badge or an award for that. Um, but we invest into the kingdom of God because God wants to reach lost people. And so this building, you know, we're working on fixing it up and doing different things. That's not just so we can have a nicer place. That's because we're going to do community events in here. We're going to bring people in and minister to people, and we're going to help people that are hurting and struggling and have recovery groups and single parents and things. Well, all that costs money, and so this is what we're doing with it. You can go look out in the parking lot. I have the same Honda Ridgeline with the broken back bumper that I've had. Okay, that ain't all pouring into my pockets. You know, I got a nice shirt here that was used, Okay. These shoes are new. We got all of our stuff at Ross for 15 bucks, 20 bucks. So this ain't all going in my pocket, okay? So my watch is nice. See that beautiful watch? But we try and invest back in the kingdom. That's what we believe that God wants to do, amen? And so we're doing that together, okay? We're all doing that. I give, we all do. So just do that in faithfulness to God and to his mission. Uh, kids, uh, if you have kids that are newborns through nursery, like that nursery age, getting right up to kindergarten and through kindergarten, then you can take them back now. Uh, they're going to go out with Jenna and my wife. They're going to be back there uh, for the kids' ministry. Uh, I don't have a bunch of announcements today. I will tell you this, that sometime this week our app should be coming out and it'll have all of our announcements, all of our calendars, all that stuff. It's been submitted. We're just waiting for the, the download stores to approve it and to release it, and then it will come out. And today we have, as we start this series on Taste and See that the Lord is Good, we have Pastor Art. And so Okay, hold that because you're going to clap twice right now. That's once for Pastor Art, and this is a really cool thing because Pastor Art is going to share for the first part of the message, and then his daughter Jenny is going to come up and, and share for the second part. And so we believe that even though out there in the world a lot of times God, uh, the world divides and splits families up, right, that God is a God of family, that God designed family, God made family. The Bible even says that God sits a solitary into families. Right, And it is really cool to have a family coming up, sharing together, and seeing what God wants to do there. And so we're excited to have you. Pastor Art, come on up and share. And let's give him a hand. This is going to be a great word. Praise the Lord. Well, it's okay. I think I have my scriptures on there. 
used to carry my Bible. I'm still old school, you know, carry that Bible everywhere. Used to use it to thump on people. Used to use it to tell people the truth, but in a, in a different way. So first of all, uh, I'd like to thank Pastor Andy for being such a blessing to my family and, and this transition. But most importantly, just to see what God is doing, all of you guys, it's just been a blessing. Pastor Andy, thank you. What a blessing of a pastor you guys have here. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Hey, you know what the testing is? Even my wife has been blessed with it, man. She just really enjoys his messages. I said, man, you never laughed like that. <laughs> you never did that when I was preaching? No. You know, but it, it's been a real blessing, and uh, I'd like to share a little bit. He asked me, I think it's, what was it? Uh, it's National... Cinnamon rolls, my favorite cinnamon rolls, man. I love them, especially when you warm them up. You know the Cinnabons that you go over there when you go to Schlaschke's? Oh, man. And then you can, you can get the ones with, with uh, pecans on it and warm it up. Man, I'm good. So I'm looking forward to these ones that uh, Nicole, did Nicole make some? Ooh. Oh, we're going to have to try them, Cinnabons. We're going to have a great time. First of all, I'd just like to share with my wife, Esmeralda. We call her Murdy. Uh, we've been married 33 years. Two beautiful daughters that are here with me today. We've got Melanie and Jenny, and then two grandsons, Julian and Max. And, and uh, you know, I've ministered and, and, and love the Lord, and, and God is good. And, and Andy had asked me to share a little bit about taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so uh, I talked to my daughter. We got, got together, and she's going to help me out on this. So, you know, Andy had somebody else. I'm going to get my daughter to, to help me out on this thing. But I want to share about taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And I was thinking about that and meditating upon that. And um, I got these two cups filled with some juice. One says religion. And one says relationship. And one of the things that when I first started in, in, in with, the, uh, with the Lord, a lot of times it wasn't that relationship. It was just religion. It was just one of those Pharisees that I'm always, you know, looking and, and talking to people and maybe judging people. And, man, he calls himself a Christian. And we're looking and we're uh, Bible thumpers. And, and people don't, don't like that. But uh, so... You know, the Pharisees, they, they crucified Jesus because they were righteous. They were Pharisees. And so the, the cup I have here is religion, and then the other cup is a relationship. So I'm going to have my daughter try these. Can you come over here and try these, Jenny? Uh, just give me a taste of this, and then let me know if you like this. You don't like this one? You don't, okay. Anybody else want to try this? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. I, didn't, I, I even asked my son, I don't want any of this. Okay. Try this one. This is the, I promise this is better. <laughs> Did you like that? It's good, huh? Good. All right. Well, thanks, Jenny. I appreciate it. She, she took the test. She did it. 
And, and so as religion, a lot of times, you know what happens? Why people don't want to come to church and people, they get too much religion. And, and so when I was starting, you know, we're putting people down. I was, I was a, a religious person, and it didn't have that relationship with the Lord like, like God wants us to have. And, and so well, people have tasted, it tastes bitter. Nobody wants it. You want some? No, I don't want this. I don't want to go this. And so, so people are tired of religion. They're tired of, 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 you know, rules and regulations and laws and putting, you know, religion means put back into bondage. That you put back yourself into bondage of trying to obtain and trying to be good and trying to, you know, I ask my friends, come on, come to church. Oh, I don't want to go, man, because if I go, the church will burn down. Or they know they're already uh, wrong. They're already not right. Well, and so uh, because they've tasted it. But when you taste a relationship with the Lord, when you have a relationship with the Lord, and, and I read this scripture and meditated on it, the Lord spoke to me about this uh, in Psalm 34, uh, verse 8, the Amplified. Uh, I, you know, we've, we've read that uh, verse, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is he who comes, or blessed... Uh, Is the man who takes refuge in him. But in the, in the Amplified, it says, Taste and see that the Lord our God is good. How blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who takes refuge or shelter in him. Is the man who takes or is the woman or who's the uh, young adult or is the youth or single that if you can taste, and God began to speak to me about tasting. Anybody like tasting? When she likes, I like tasting. I like food. I like chocolate moltens at, from chilies. And, and so I taste that. And when I taste that, and mm, that tastes so good. My face just lights up. And man, it, and I, people, oh man, what's he eating, man? I want some of that. And, and, and so, you know, when, when the first restaurants open up, I was meditating, you know, the, everybody starts going to that restaurant and the food is good. You see people just clamoring in that restaurant. And then somebody's got to tell somebody, man, have you been to Chili's or have you been to this restaurant or have you been to that? We got to go try this restaurant. And how many when we're celebrating uh, our, our anniversary? I took my wife. What did I take her? I know it was a nice restaurant. I can't remember it, but it was good, and she liked it. And, oh, man, thank you, babe. This was so good, and we had a great time. And so there's something about tasting, tasting good. And so in order, God, when I was looking at this, and David wrote this, he says, taste and see. So in order to see, you got to know how to taste. In order to see the goodness of God, you got to taste God. In order to see that healing is there, in order to see that he tastes good, you got to taste the word. you got to taste it for yourself. You can't get it from anybody else. you got to learn how to taste so that you can see the glory of God, the power of God, the healing of God. So when you start building a relationship, when you're building a relationship with God, when, you're, when, when you uh, young people, when I was single, I was looking for a relationship. And so sometimes some of those relationships didn't taste that good. But that didn't stop me because I knew sometime I'm going to find a good one. I'm going to find the one that God has for me. And I got, got saved and gave my life to the Lord. And I remember uh, going to a Bible study. And, and, and I remember uh, my wife coming in. And I said, ooh, who's that? And, and the Lord spoke to me. He goes, that's going to be your wife. 
She said, well, God didn't tell me that. <laughs> but I remember she tasted me, and I tasted good. No, she, she, saw the, she saw the love that I had for God. She saw that I was, I was all about God, all about serving God. You know, when you're tasting, I'm tasting. I'm tasting salvation. When I'm tasting salvation, when I first gave my life to the Lord, man, it tasted good. When I tasted salvation, man, I felt the forgiveness. I tasted forgiveness. And when I tasted forgiveness, man, I had to go and share it. I had to tell others, man, this tastes good. And then I needed healing. Man, you know what? That tasted good. Healing. Relationships. But see, it was all in the word. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So if the God's not a liar and God says what he says he is, then if he says he is, you got to learn how to taste it, guys. And if you're not tasting it, then you're tasting religion. You're tasting what everybody else says. you got to learn how to taste relationship for yourself. You, when, when you start courting somebody, oh, isn't it? Oh, when you're tasting, nothing tastes bad when you're with that person. Everything's good. You might be tired. I remember I might be tired coming home from work, and then my, uh, my wife called. Well, before she was my wife, hey, babe, what are you doing? Can you come over? Oh, yeah, I can come over. I feel great. Anytime. That tiredness goes away. It, it's because you're tasting something good. And listen, when you taste the Lord, he begins to reveal himself in a good way. He begins to divinely connect you, divine plan, divine purpose, divine things that God has for you. See, he has a plan for your life. And the plan is for you to prosper and have a good future. And he's not planning for evil or for bad. He's planning for good. But if you're not tasting him, you're going to try to do it your own way. And you're trying to find it your own way. But when you begin to taste and see, it says, God is good. And he's been good to me. He's been good in, in my relationship with my wife. 33, I always say, wonderful, glorious years. You know, it's, it's, if you're married, it takes work. And if you're married then you know what? There's challenges in your, in, your, in your relationship with your wife. But if you have God in the middle of your marriage, in the, in the focal point of your major marriage, it's always bringing you close together because both of you are heading towards God. And the more you build your relationship with God, the more you build your relationship with each other. And so taste and see that God is good. I've tasted his unconditional love. I've tasted his his uh, his healing you know growing when I got married nobody taught me how to be a dad I don't know how to be a father I, my, I grew up without a father so growing up I said man how did I got married and then I'm I'm a dad and, and I'm a husband and I'm trying to see how am I going to be a, a good husband or a good father I had to I had to check it out I had to get into God's word and I, I began to see how he was a father to me when I didn't have a father he became my father, and he became my God, and he became my father, and he began to show me how to, he forgave me, and he never gives up on me, and even when I messed up, he still loved me when I didn't even love myself. He 
still loved me. And I started tasting that. When you, don't, when you give up, when you feel like you're not doing right, when things aren't going right, when you're going through the challenges, when you're going through the battle, when you're going through some things, taste and see that God is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's going to be with you always, even to the end of time. So uh, I got a few minutes because what time is she supposed to come on? 11.20? You got. I got four minutes. You better get ready, Jenny. And, and, and so I got a couple scriptures, but this scripture is what changed my life. This is a scripture that, that I believe that got me going to, to become what God called me to become. Because God, we're, if we allow God to, uh, if we allow us to be clay, and let allow him to be the potter, then he can mold you and make you his to what he wants you to be. And sometimes we, we have to get back on that on that wheel so he can mold us and make us. He'll continue to because he loves us and taste and see. Get back on that wheel, man. God is just cutting the rough edges. When I was in high school, I, I made me a vase and you know, and if you didn't go, it, it did get all messed up, and then you try to mold it, and then you put water, and every time you put water on it, it gets smoother. Well, that water that we put on is the living waters of the Holy Spirit, and every time we get in the living waters of the Holy Spirit, it smooths us, it makes us, it takes out the rough edges that we don't want in our lives. It breaks the yoke of bondage, man. It'll break the addiction in your life. It'll break bad uh, habits in your life. It'll break depression in your life. But listen, you got to learn to get back in the wheel, the potter's wheel, and learn to taste and see that he's good. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to share that. My, my mom, she made us go to church every Sunday. She drug us to church every Sunday. And I had to go because she made me go. She drugged me every Sunday. I think my mom has made me a drug addict. Because she drugged me every, to church every Sunday. But listen, I am a drug addict. I'm an addict now for Jesus. I'm an addict to be in his presence. I'm an addict to taste how good he is. And so this scripture, I'm going to share, I'm going to close with this scripture. It says in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 7 to 9, when God spoke to me, this scripture that made it alive, that I tasted it, and mmm, man, that tasted good. It says, and he touched my mouth with it behold this has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged also I heard the voice of the Lord saying and I felt like God was speaking to me when I read this I've read it a lot of times maybe you've read it a lot of times but it was God was speaking to me he says whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here, Lord, here am I. Send me. And he said, go and tell these people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. And God said, you know, when I was reading this, God, it says that he touched his mouth. It didn't say he touched his head. It didn't say he touched his feet. It didn't say he touched his hands. He touched his mouth. 
And the reason he touched his mouth, it says that he touched his mouth because when he touched that mouth, he took away that doubt. He took away that worry. He took away that fear. When, when God, see, because life and death are in your mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so when God begins to work in you, you have a relationship with God, he touches your mouth to learn how to speak right, to learn how to talk right, to when you talk right, the uh, life and death are on your tongue. And God touched my mouth to speak healing, to speak joy, to speak peace, to speak the good news. The gospel of Jesus is and see, in order, in order to be able to touch people's lives, you've got to have a relationship so that you can speak life. God's got to touch your mouth. Because you know what? When you get mad at somebody, sometimes the things don't come out right. You get mad, you get up, or you get depressed. Man, I'll never get right. Man, this is messed. Man, you're, you're talking all like the world. But when you say, yeah, man, it doesn't look right, but God, he's going he's gonna to bring me to victory. He came to give me life and life more abundance. Oh, how are you going to take care of this, Lord? Man, I'm feeling down, but Lord, you'll never leave me nor forsake me. You begin to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? Well, man, and you know, this, this got even better because now I'm having my daughter preach with me. You know, pastor's kids, they go through a lot. Them growing up, they went through a tough time. They didn't even want to go to church for a time. Can you believe that, Andy? My daughters did not want to come to church with me, the pastor. And, and it was tough, but you know what? God began to show me how to love them, how to love them the way he loved. putting us together and now they're wanting to help me and, and minister and, and we're gonna we're gonna work together my daughter's here melanie she'll be preaching too but you know when you don't see it you've got to taste god because he says you and your household will be saved you and your household will serve the lord and seeing that is a joy i could preach and preach to everybody but now seeing my daughter preach seeing my daughter this is even better this tastes good andy See, Jenny, come up here. And Melanie, you're coming up here too. But we're, we're, we're starting a, a, uh, a ministry they're helping me with. And, and uh, it's called Two Daughters and a Pastor. Unfiltered. And, and uh, it's a podcast that they got together and said, Dad, why don't we just do a podcast with two daughters and a pastor and tell them all the good, the bad, and the ugly. I said, What? Because people need to know. People need to know, especially pastor's kids. <laughs> Things that we go through. So get up here, Jenny, because I'll keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> this is my joy, my Melanie. They're going to help me with uh, doing something together with the, my daughters. God bless you. awesome dad um, okay first I just want to pray because I'm pretty nervous 
So thank you, my Heavenly Father, for this opportunity, Lord. Thank you for letting it be all of you and none of me, Lord. And I just thank you for letting me have this opportunity to be your mouthpiece, my <laughs> Heavenly Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So as you know, I'm Pastor Art's daughter. Um, I'm a PK kid. We need a little more prayer than most kids, I would say. <laughs> so I've been raised in church all my life. At a very young age, my parents instilled in me how to pray, you know, where does Jesus live in my heart? You know, I knew scripture, but it was more a head knowledge and not heart knowledge. Um, I, before I got a chance to taste how good God was in my life, I had a big taste of the world. And so... I was a hardcore party animal. I was all about having a good time. And if you were messing up my time, I'm going to let you know about it. I was bold, confident, didn't really care other than where's the next party. Um, and as you know, that type of lifestyle leads down to a road of a lot of alcohol and a lot of drugs. So... So going down that path, I very quickly ended up in um, an abusive relationship and pregnant. And so being a pastor's kid, you are, <gasps> you're shameful, you know. That's horrible. How could you? You know better. So then for three years, I was in an abusive relationship, constantly being told you're no good, you're worthless, you're a piece of crap. I was being called all kinds of names under the sun you can think of. Um, it, was, it was bad. But then, then it was not just verbal abuse, it was physical, and it also got to mental abuse. It was my fault that I, this was my fault that I, I, I deserved this. And just craziness, craziness. So in my desperation uh, for my new son, I cried out to God. I, all I knew what to do was to pray and ask God, what do I do, Lord? I don't want my child to be raised in this environment. I dug this pit that I'm in now, and I don't know how to get out of it. And now I'm bringing a new human, another human in this toxic environment. I don't want my child to grow up thinking this is okay. This is the norm. This is how you treat women. And so I began to pray and worship God, and he started to put this hunger in me to read his word. And as I began to read his word, sometimes I wouldn't even, I would open the Bible and not even understand what the heck I was reading. I was just kind of like, uh, okay, I'm just going to read it. <laughs> and Lord, you just revealed to me. So after I started reading, that's when I began to see the change. The change, it was when um, the more, even if I didn't understand, I would just still read and read his word. And it was then I started to see a change in how I thought. After being in a relationship for that long, constantly being told you're nothing, um, you begin to believe it. And you start acting like it. So the social person, party animal I used to be now became a fearful, timid, 
terrified person. I was too terrified to even look up in the wrong direction. And fear had literally gripped my life. And the more I began to read the word, I started to know what God said about me, how God saw me. And instead of being this scared little girl, I was, I was a daughter of a king. I was a child that was an heir to his throne. I was more than a conqueror. He wanted me to do more better works than he did. And so, and then it even went further into it where he tells you, you don't have to be afraid for I am with you. And so it was just like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. But I would have never known that. I would have still been that timid, scared girl if I would have never opened this. And I understand this, you know, we all have the Bible app. This is great, you guys. But we get notifications. We get bombarded with notifications. And so how can you really get in tune with the word when you're being bombarded by, oh, Facebook, so-and-so posted this. Hey, so-and-so liked your picture. You have to get into the word. And so um, if we can go to Romans um, 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, hold on, my eyes are a little, my eyes are a little bad. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So as I began to read the word, he was transforming me. He was transforming my mind into the person he has called me to be, the person he has destined me to be. But if I would have never got into my word, if I never got alone with God, I wouldn't have figured that out. You know, like my dad was saying, when you, it's, it's about a relationship, a genuine, true relationship with the Lord. And when you date somebody, it's like, all you want to do is spend time with this person. You want to know everything about this person, their dislikes, their likes, what makes them tick, what makes them laugh, everything. And that's all God wants for us to do with him. Because he knows everything about us. He knows our most heart's desire. He knows the numbers of hairs on our head. But he wants us to be so intimate with him and know everything that pleases him, everything that doesn't. And it's just giving him our time. And so, um, you know, of course, it didn't happen overnight. And, of course, God is still working in me. And, um, you know, I, but it's, we can't just go to church on Sunday, you know, and think, oh, we're going to be these faith giants and we're going to kick whatever the devil throws at us in the face. No, I, my, I love, I heard this example um, about a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder isn't just going to go to the gym on Sunday to be a bodybuilder. That 
guy that's wanting to be a bodybuilder is going to go to the gym Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He's going to go every single day out of the week, but it doesn't stop there for that bodybuilder. He's going to go home and he's going to eat the right things. He's going to count his carbs. He's going to have this whole crazy diet plan <laughs> to get these swole buff muscles, right? So as a Christian, as a believer, we are the light of this world. And if we want to be, I don't know about you, but if you have seen what's going on in this world, our nation is being taken over by darkness. This world is being covered with darkness. And us as believers, we need to be bodybuilders in the word. We need to get in our word every single day, not just for ourselves, but our children. And what I've noticed is that the more I've continued to allow God to have my time and read his word and let him mold me, people start, he starts putting people in my path that are going through the same things that I went through, that I was walking through. I've walked a mile in their shoes and I can, I have a heart of compassion for these people and I can really genuinely pray for these people and know what they're dealing with. And so when you allow God to do that work in you, he starts putting people in your path that you can witness to and show them, hey, there is the light at the end of the tunnel. This isn't a permanent destination for you. You continue in Christ. You continue in the Lord. You will make it on the other side. And so um, just to show you guys how vital God's word is, if we can go to Hebrews 4.12. You know, and, and really quick, in John, it says that the word was God and that the word became flesh. So, you guys, when you have this Bible in your hand, it is him. In the, it, It's him. Everything he says about you, everything he thinks about your situation, it's right in the palm of your hand. These are, this is his love letters to us about how to conquer, be more than conquerors. So in Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. To me, when I read that verse, it spoke volumes. It showed me that all the yuck that's going on in here <laughs> Just by reading his word, he cuts it off. He tears it off. He just cuts it down and and put fills him fills up what he says about me. If I have a, a knee pain, I can read the word and pray for it. If I have a, a arm that's not working, I can pray for it in the word. It says, by his stripes, I am healed. So it's powerful. It's alive. And I am living proof. And also your pa our pastor, Andy, he's living proof. You guys know where he's come from and what he's been through and how much God has changed our lives. But it wasn't just one Sunday <laughs> a week. <laughs> And then, um, so I just want to encourage you guys. It's so vital for us to read the word, especially in these times. So if we could go to Revelations 12, 11. You have 
no idea how important your testimony is to somebody. In this verse it says, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. You guys, your testimony, whatever you've been through, matters. There's somebody else out there that needs to hear what God has done for you. There's somebody out there that you've already walked in their shoes and they're so lost. There's so many lost people out in this world that you can touch. Uh, maybe I can't touch, but they'll be able to hear you out and receive what your message, your testimony. And so I just encourage all of you guys, spend some time in the word. Let God mold you in the person he has called you and destined you to be because there's people out there He's coming sooner than we think, you guys. And you don't want your loved ones, you don't want your best friend to be lost. You don't want your, your cousin, your relatives to be left behind because it's only going to get worse. If you re keep on reading Revelations, it only gets worse until it gets better. So we haven't made it to the mark of the beast yet, so thank you, Jesus. But you don't want them to be here when that happens. You want them to be in heaven with you. So I just want to encourage you guys, and thank you so much for this opportunity. And I love y'all. So I'm going to end it in prayer really quick, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, my Heavenly Father. Glory be to you, Lord. I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for what you are doing in all of our lives. I thank you for everything that you have spoken to us. I thank you for the word, how powerful and alive it is in our lives, Lord. And I just thank you for the cinnamon rolls that are waiting for us. And I thank you for a blessed holy day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Uh, just tying in with that as we get ready to dismiss here, uh, this comes out of Jeremiah chapter 15. And the prophet Jeremiah talks about finding the word of God. And it's, you know, word of God coming to him. It says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. And I can identify with that because when I was coming out of all of my stuff, you know, I got multiple Bibles that every page has just, so many markings and notes and scribbles and things on it. I just couldn't get enough. Like I've got to read because literally I needed to eat. I needed strength. I needed to be built up. I needed to understand what God was saying. I needed to know how to get out of my way of thinking and my way of doing things. It wasn't working. I just kept, I had to go back. I had to go back. Like, I'm, like I ate all the time. Like I need more food. And we need to be that way. God's word fills us and builds our lives and we get fed by reading that not just by hearing it from other people but by digging in and reading and understanding it so God can speak to us you know we have men's bible study on Saturdays and we go there and we can read the same passage and say what did you what, what's God speaking to you out of that and different people share different things right because it's a certain Thing that God's speaking through that word. Now, it does have a, a truth that God has that's established, but it's also through that truth he can kind of reveal different things in our lives that we need to hear at the moment. And you can only get that if you're the one reading, if you're the one taking time. So, Father, we just pray, Lord, stir a, a deep hunger in us, God, for your word. Lord, you, you said, Father, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Father, we pray for a hunger to increase. Lord, that we wouldn't be full on candy. 
Lord, we wouldn't be full on soda. Lord, on all just the little entertaining things of the world. But, God, that there would be a hunger, Lord, for meat. Lord, a hunger for protein. God, a hunger for something that builds strength in our lives. Lord, a hunger for your word, to meditate on it, to think about it. God, allow it to do its work in us. God, so that then you can work through us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, thank you for being here. There is a bunch of cinnamon rolls out there. Go chow down. If you're on a diet, there's also water. Uh, Praise God. You can freeze it if you want to chew it. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com give.